listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Visit us anytime at our new website, magic-and-medicine.com, and that's magic with a K. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Green. Hello and welcome to yet another episode. Good to be with you today. And for this episode, Black History Month, we're going to be talking about what it actually means to be black. A lot of us in the uh, African diaspora, you know, have been a little bit severed from, well, not a little bit, but a lot severed from our African roots. Many of us see ourselves as being separate from Africa, which is sort of ridiculous because we still have this thing. The slaves were from Africa and they, when they were, came over here, they came from Africa. And that does not mean that we don't have African blood. But I've met a lot of people, a lot of black people who frown upon people who, are, who are, were born and raised in Africa. Some people can't see past the, what has become known as the black church, you know, the Baptist church, etc. I was at a black Baptist church and um, we had some people who were of African descent uh, in the church as well. And I remember some of the some of the people in the church, how they used to frown upon them or, you know, criticize them for being African, even in schools, even in some of the, it's just, it's just ridiculous because we are not separate. We are the same. It's just that we, some of us were born here, but there seems to be a movement for, you know, black people gradually opening up and accepting their, their cultural identity. There's a lot who have not gotten past the their neighborhoods and the black church it was the slave masters who kept us from our our lineage who separated us from african traditional religions by demonizing it you know they gave us their religion forced us to mix which then forced some of some of us to mix christianity with african traditional religions which eventually led to Hoodoo, Black Baptist churches, AME, the African Methodist Episcopal churches, and other Black churches. And possession, the way we, sing, we say um, the spirit speaking in tongues, immersion in water, baptisms, those come from the ATR. African traditional religions. And that has been incorporated, whether or not we know it, that has been incorporated into the Black Baptist, the Black churches. So, you know, when you have people are speaking in tongues and stuff, that comes right from our, our lineage, whether or not we know it. And there are many of us who excel. You know, there's what do you call it um stereotype the black people excel at basketball and whenever we put our minds to something and we we excel and that's because creativity comes from melanin 
It's our connection with the cosmos, melanin. We are born to be great if we apply ourselves and ignore the stories that we have been fed, the lies that we've been fed about ourselves. So, and that we, we need to appreciate what we are and who we are. Like, and I remember when I was in eighth grade, I've probably told the story before. And I went to a predominantly white school and there was a called Battle of the Classes. Some of you who've heard the story before, you can roll your eyes or whatever, but I'm going to say it again. I recall when I was voted the ugliest girl in my eighth grade classroom in front of the entire school on class day. And there were only two black people in my class, myself and another girl, but the other girl sort of at that point sold herself out, became part of the popular crowd. So I began, I began to believe that my black was ugly. Being black was ugly. Those are the lies that we have been, that we have been fed, which is not true. Um, you know, being called, saying that my hair was nappy because it was very thick. I, there's no such word as that. I, that. That word is an ugly word. And a lot of us have internalized that. I had some relatives long ago who grew up with that word and who used it as a, um, a measuring stick of beauty. If someone's hair was quote unquote nappy, then they were automatically unattractive. It's just, re that's ridiculous. But that's what they internalized. Those are the lies that they have been fed and that they believed. So it kept us, it, it, it keeps us down and prevents us from realizing our real potential, our real, our connection with the cosmos, our connection with the ancestors, our natural birthright to be successful in regards to our connection. So that's, that's what, that's what that has done, keeping us for realizing, from realizing our uh, full potential. You know, at one, I had very, very thick hair. And at one point, my hair was very thick and coarse, but it was long. And at one point, my, mo uh, my mother chopped it off and permed it. And then my hair began to fall out in clumps. And let me tell you, that was not fun. Trying Having my hair made to be straight like everyone else's so I could be acceptable, accepted. And I still wasn't. You know, my, the southern, my southern roots, because my family came from the south, and that's all I knew, um, they were ridiculed. People would make fun of words like grits and say that grits. I remember one kid said, what are grits? And the other kid said, they're pig guts. No, it's a grain, people. Um, and then they said, I smelled bad, I stank, and things like that. Made fun of my accent. And when I stood up in, in, in front of the class, uh, I had a third grade teacher who made me pronounce the word radio over and over until I pronounced it in an with an acceptable Northeastern accent. Again, that's another way of, of people trying to make you feel shame of who you are and from where you come instead of celebrating the beauty that is within all of us that we are all beautiful in our, in our own way. I'm specifically talking about myself as a black woman because that's what I know. 
and it, it has it had been i mean all of the awful things that are said about our people it's re, it's awful and i had a student i mean a student a classmate who was you know as black as night well she had this big self-hatred about her so much so that she just said she was portuguese portuguese and she was willing to just sell her soul to be part of the the, the bullies the popular crowd but it was a way of her to protect herself from being picked on and but that but many people do that you see them deny their blackness even though their complexion so dark real some even though some have really dark shades i've grown up with people who just pretend even though you can see it but they would pretend that they weren't they did not like that part of themselves it's that self-hatred that's embedded in us because of what people have told us and told us because they don't want us to realize the true power and beauty that is within ourselves it's very sad and i'm going to talk a little bit more about this self-hatred that's evident in the black community right after this commercial break Okay, welcome back to show here. We're back after that commercial break. I needed some water. Need to get ourselves together here. So I said when we come back, we talk about uh, self-hatred, which is evident in our black community. I'm going to tell a little story. I mean, I have plenty of these, but I'm going to tell the story right now. How I was taught I was ugly growing up, even by my parents, actually, my parents who were Southerners really didn't see, they, they have such a depressed attitude about themselves, such a, growing up, there was such a depressed, depression, depressed attitude about themselves. I mean, the, the necessity uh, to have their children's hair be straight and silky. I mean, you'd have people, for instance, like my grandmother brag when someone had what they called good hair, which I think is a dumb, dumb term. Um, I know what it means because I grew up that way, but I think it's just dumb. All If you have hair, it's good. It's good to have hair. 
<laughs> and if you don't have hair, that doesn't mean it's not good, but it keeps your head warm and it's part of your 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 body. So I, I just I just I as a kid I inter- I was internalizing it at, as that my my hair wasn't acceptable. And that's what my, my relatives grew up with. I mean the, the beauty shops with the 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 hot combs and the relaxers and oh my goodness the smell was just awful. All those chemicals we were putting in on our hair that eventually goes into our bodies. And it, it, it causes problems. But to have straight, beautiful, silky hair was what's what was seen as beautiful, which I think is ridiculous. But again, that's the mindset. That's what we were taught. We were really hurting ourselves, trying to be something we were not. There was a white girl in my class um, when I was going to parochial school in my elementary years who was also a bully, the lead bully. And she once said to me that I'd look better if I were white. And she was at my house at a sleepover. I mean, I knew she was, I mean, now I look back on it. I know this girl, this girl, she was a troubled adopted person who had suffered abuse and she's still troubled. Uh, She and her crew of followers, um, which included the only other person of color in my class, terrorized me from the very beginning, from grade kindergarten to eight. But I remember when she said that, that was that was insult insulting i didn't say anything but i'm like what who would say something like that you know the being black is not beautiful it is it is and i remember in in that age and in elementary school when i would do when i would illustrate my stories because i started writing when i was in third grade actually and i would illustrate my stories all my characters were white that's because that's all I was exposed to. Every last one of them were white with the blonde hair. And I thought they were so beautiful. I mean, yeah, they were because I drew them. But I never drew a black person. Never. Never. Oh, goodness. Even as an, as an adult, when I would draw uh, fairies and mystic people, they were all white. And it, it doesn't... And I remember telling this to my husband, and he said, well, because that's what you were exposed to. And that's true. All the books I read, all the TV shows, there were no black people. And only, gosh, not too long ago did I start seeing that. And I remember that how I would recoil. At first, I recoiled when I had a, a black doll. Because that's what I had been taught we were reduced to this awful, evil, dark thing that you know, wasn't good. And instead of realizing the, you know, our, the power that was within us, our ancestry and, and our lineage and the beautiful, just our beautiful country of origin, it's just amazing. And now everything that I draw and paint is black. I'm a black person. What am I supposed to do? That's what I, and I remember even my own children when they were very tiny had issues that as that, that as well. But now I love when they draw, they draw melanated, heavily melanated beings. And it's beautiful. 
because to me that they're okay with being that and that's good that's good i don't want them to ever feel ashamed of that i mean i wasn't even aware when i was i didn't it it seemed just not natural to me i I wasn't even aware of my color except when those bullies at school made me aware by pointing it out and it still didn't change my drawings at all i mean I, i internalized that hatred that that despise and 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 many of us they we also many of us grow up the same way it was my grandmother who introduced to me black dolls black babies and that's where i got them from and i began to play with i mean after the initial recoil i slowly began to, to accept them granted i do remember that i didn't play with them as much but um I had something to play with and I wasn't just going to leave it there. Um, the connection, I still didn't make the connection because my, my parents didn't talk about it. All they, t- all, all they would talk about is, is um, negative stuff about us and about slavery and white people and what they endured, things like, like that. And there was a lot of resentment, a lot of resentment. And that's all that came across. And instead of saying how, instead of saying positive things to encourage us and feel make us feel proud of ourselves that's what they decided to do i remember when i was in seventh grade i had a teacher who was sort of a hippie she was wonderful she was a wonderful teacher she was an outcast because everyone else was into this uh catholic lifestyle uh, uh, of the way they were treating people who were different at that school not all people do not all catholics do that but this school it did it was awful and she actually genuinely was the only teacher there who generally cared about me and i cared about her too the other teachers hated her she would praise me in front of the class much to this the dislike of my peers who because their parents because of who they were and their parents hand in most of the activities at school they were they won this they were the same people who won all the contests won all the fairs got the good grades because grades were fixed and this teacher knew it so she would big me up in front of everyone and the kids would they would hate it and she would tell me how beautiful i was one time she said i was so beautiful and instead i I was like embarrassed and because I knew that I'd be picked, the kids were going to say something. And sure enough, they turned around and they laughed at me out loud in class, right at me. And I felt ashamed. I didn't believe it. It seemed to be there, you know, it, it seemed, there seemed to be a sin associated with being black as though I could help what I was. I mean, this makes no sense. They're going to down you and and criticize you as if you could help being who you are, being born the way you are, the way you look. And it's not a bad thing. No one should feel ashamed of who they were. They all have a beauty in there. And we just got to accept it. So early on, I had resigned myself to the fact that I was never going to be seen as equal right or beautiful in their eyes so i just tried to live minus you know the attempts of suicide i had early on until i made it 
to the entrance based college prep high school of my dreams. And my eyes were so open. There were people of many different co colors from all over the world. And when those bullies found out that I was going to try to enter that school, they filled me with, they, they were filled with so much hate. They were told me that I was going to fail. I'd get kicked out and I was going to be sent to the high school that was next door, which had a reputation for being a rough, violent and undesirable high school. Guess what? That didn't happen. They ended up getting kicked out and I graduated and I was on the honor roll and I did very well. And the teachers loved me and I actually earned my grades. People earned grades. There was none of that nonsense that was at the parochial school I had gone to. And I, I slowly started to feel good about my abilities, not necessarily about who I was yet, but my abilities. So only one of their group survived. So that was their thing that they were going to try to take over the school and have a gang. And the, that behavior was not welcome at our college prep school. It was a safe academic school of excellence. And that was not tolerated. So the bullies only wanted to go because I was going, you know, to prove they were better than I. And they had no desire to learn or do anything. They just didn't want me to, to one up them. You know, and that's the same thing today. You, uh, you see a person of color who goes into the suburbs, tries to move into the suburbs, and the people don't want them there, even though they have money and they can afford it. And you can be a doctor and they'll still taunt that person of color going into the neighborhood. Some, some person who's just filled with so much hatred. And I don't know why. I mean, there are, there are so many reasons why, but really, honestly, it's because of, I don't know. <sighs> so, but anyway, I, I needed to get away from that environment and I needed to love myself. I needed to escape the negativity that I had endured. And high school was great for me. It was the real beginning of my self-realization. And when I began to access the power and success that was naturally a part of me due to my melanin, I mean, I soared at school. And I didn't and I didn't realize that the power that was naturally within me, the creativity, the academic um, success that was just part of me. But there it came out. And I think that fear, that fear is what a lot of people who are very, very, very light melanated, some people who hold those awful uh, attitudes let's say, fear that. They fear that. as They fear us getting up in power so that they probably, a lot, you hear it, you know, you hear it that when Obama became president, what was, I remember some students saying, oh, Obama's going to make the white people be, be slaves like the black people are. And the time I, I after Obama got, got elected and I was at the dentist and the dent, there was this old man talking. He was a white man and he was talking to a whole bunch in the waiting room. I mean, just out loud saying these things because he thought there were no black people in there about how we, quote unquote, we take care of, quote unquote, them. And it's a terrible time for the nation blah, blah, blah. Can you imagine that? That's just ridiculous. But that's what that person was saying. And, and he was fearing losing their position in society, losing their money, even though that's absolutely ridiculous. 
that's what they fear. Of even now, okay, even now during you know we we survived barely five horrible years of Cheeto there, but look at all the people who came out and look how they fought so hard at the end because they didn't want to didn't want people of color to get an education to do well because they fear losing their place in society. They're coming in our neighborhoods. So what? We're not bothering you. We just we, we can't have a nice life too. Anyway, so you know, so many melanate because of these awful attitudes and the power that some of these people have. There are many melanated beings who are suffocated by the hostility, the resentment, the harassment of those who believe we melanated people are less than they, or they know we are inherently great just like the slave masters did and don't want us to realize it because then we will seek ways out of poverty will stand up to racism will not allow anyone to dominate us and then there are other melanated beings who have been brainwashed and thus manipulated into causing fellow people of color to fall by the lack of support. I mean, can you you see us? I mean, think I remember my husband told me this and this like an analogy of crabs in a bucket. You see you put crabs in a bucket and one tries to get out. There will be a crab at the bottom of the bucket who tries to pull that crab by the leg and keep them in the bucket instead of let letting that crab get out and and try to live differently. And in our especially in the in our black communities and our that happens i mean when i left the hood um because i was going to college and i, was, I wanted to be better i wanted to, not that the hood was bad but i don't want to live like that i didn't want to live in that neighborhood where someone's gonna steal something from me because in the that neighborhood i lived in that was there were gunshots there were bullet things that went right through our window i want to live there anymore I wanted to go somewhere different. I saw that scenery. I wanted to see the world and I left. And people, oh, you, and I remember teaching and I had, I, I thought I was a role model for some of these other students of color because I did teach in the hood. I taught right across from the projects. The kid told me, you think you're better than us. No, I don't. But I'm coming back, giving back. This is my way of giving back to help you, to show you things that are out there. And I did, I showed my students so many things. We took them on so many trips. And let me tell you, our, our kids were always the best behaved, the best behaved, even some of the Richie, Richie, Richie kids uh, field trips, they weren't as be well behaved as ours because we made them accountable. We made them, they had to meet certain criteria to go or they were not allowed to go. And we raised the money. We would raise the money. Back then, you could have cupcake sales and car washes and things like that. And we did that. Um, I tried to show them there's more than just your hood out there. Because who was they, they probably, a lot of them didn't have uh, people to show them this at home. So to let them realize you can, you can get out. You can get out. You don't have to be what society tells you to be. So... But there are still some of us who 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 are stuck in that that mentality. The lack, the no support. They put obstacles in our way. They ridicule. There's gossip, destructive communications. I mean, that's just crazy. 
But when we do realize our what our innate ability is because of our melanin, what it does for us, it gives us universal sacred information that exists on a cosmic level, which is our natural, our natural cosmic connection. We are born with it, but not all of our, I do apologize for the noise in the background, by the way, my kids are doing stuff in an adjoining room, but they're loud. But let me go back to the, what I was saying. Uh, I'll just start again. The, the, the melanin is a universal gives us universal sacred information that exists on a cosmic level, which is our natural cosmic connection. We are born with it, but not all of us realize it. Not only do we have advantage in regards to the sun, and yes, people, we do burn. Okay, we do burn. Even if we're crispy dark, we burn. But we are able to absorb the energy of the sun, which results in our vibrance. Think of a plant. It absorbs energy and then it, it, it grows. It, it grows. It, it blossoms. And there's a chemical, the chem melanin is a chemical produced by the brain's pineal gland. It causes us to be able to be in complete harmony with our earth mother and all of life that inhabits the body of mother earth. We need to realize this to awaken to this fact in order to access the spiritual power that's hidden within our melanin. Now, because of absorbent energy, we are able to be open and receptive to all existing energy sources and resources of energy. And we are made up of all colors, all colors together. So think of colors as energy and vice versa. When you mix the energy, when you, sorry, when you mix the colors, they get very, very dark. When you add white to it, it gets lighter. But it, but does it ever turn white if you keep adding white to the color? Does it? No. Okay, this melanin is still there. You won't be able to erase it. And if you can't erase the melanin, it will always exist. The negative narratives and portrayals of Blacks discourage us. And it keeps us from ever realizing our full potential. Oops, sorry. It cuts us off from, severs us from the motherland connection for realizing our roots like a limb severed, severed from a body. Have you cut your, if someone cuts off their arm, the arm doesn't go back to the body. You cut it off. You don't have use of that arm anymore. It's a wedge, a wedge of oceans separate us from our, our ancestral motherland and heritage. Heritage. I mean, the ocean separates us from our heritage, but not from the gods and goddesses of Africa. They are always there for us. Studies have proven that light carries intelligence. It's a real study. And so when our dark skin absorbs sunlight, we are essentially downloading secrets, information from the universe and the cosmos. 
we are more than we re we realize. We are more than what those in charge would lead us to believe. Our ancestors live within us. They are in our blood. They are in the bone, our bones. I say this ancestral invocation sometimes at my ancestral altar. Blood of, and there's a line in it that's blood. I am the root of your root, the bone of your bone, the blood of your blood. And we are in relation to our ancestors. We just, we are, we need to realize it to access it in order to get out of poverty, to get out of depression, get out of our situations. Our ancestors are alive within us. The power is within us. We only need to access this power. power. Now, I, I found this interesting quote, quote from the book, The Melanin Empath. According, uh, so according to Jade Asenkui, probably pronouncing it wrong that's the author but i'm going to read you this quote it's a little long but i thought i couldn't paraphrase it so i just thought that i'll just read it to you melanin exists as a powerful spiritual energy it is much more than just the pigment of one's skin melanin melanin is also the fundamental core unit that makes up the entirety of the universe it emits and absorbs energy, works in the brain, and digests information from sunlight. Melanin makes you more receptive to all energy sources on the light spectrum, far more than a person lacking this element. This is because the color white is naturally reflective and pushes away all light, while black, the color of melanin, absorbs all light. I thought that was a good quote. The hue of blackness is directly related to the level of spirituality and inner vision we may have. Dark matter is the birthplace of all planets in the solar system. The stars in the sky and all the galaxies in the universe and all living and non-living things in the cosmos. Just think of that when you want to think scientifically. Think about the black holes. The black holes are the richest source of carbon in the universe, as all they do is absorb energy that comes their way. The reason that melanin opens all of these pathways is that it allows us to access, uh, allows us to access the inner workings of the subconscious mind. And within the subconscious mind lies the wisdom of your ancestors. Just think about that. When we begin, it's really important to, to try to, for us, us as a people, to realize that we are more than what society is telling us. And I do see across many spectrums, I do see a lot of us waking up to that fact. But when we, and when we begin to embrace our melanin on a spiritual level, we begin to free ourselves and comprehend that we are greatly intertwined with the cosmos. So intertwined, we don't even realize how intertwined. We realize that we no longer have to be victims of our surrounding oppression. And we liberate ourselves and our souls. And also we embrace our lineage, our ancestors and open up to access the power 
and intellect contained within our melanin. And we see our greatness and realize once we embrace our melanin that there are no limits. Thank you for listening today. And I hope that you have a great day and go in peace. all good magic mysticism and earth medicine check us out at magic hyphen and hyphen medicine.com and that's magic with a k thanks for listening